0: Hey everybody, Nate Clark here. I'm the pastor of Oasis Church here in Richmond, Virginia. We pray that this podcast is helpful and encouraging to you in your life. Here's today's message. Welcome to Church Online. Welcome to Oasis Church. My name is Pastor Nate, and I'm so glad you're with us today. Wherever you may find yourself, we're glad that you're here. Our church exists for one simple reason, and that's to help people see Jesus more clearly, and that's our hope and our prayer for you today, and we're going to get into God's Word here over these next few moments, and so wherever you are, I want you to grab your Bible, and for those of us that are here today, you can take your seat. Worship team, you can take your seat. Chris, hang out with me for one second until I read the Word. We're going to be in the book of 3 John today, 3 John, so you can go ahead and grab that wherever you are. It's towards the end of your Bible. We've been in a collection of talks that we've called Walking in the Truth. Walking in the Truth, uh, where we've been going through the book of 3 John. And this is week number four, where we're finishing out the book of 3 John. We're finishing out 3 John. And so while you're getting your Bible, I want to give you a few updates, Oasis Church. As you can see, we're in our new building. Again, this is where we're gonna be coming to you during this church online season. And the building is continuing uh, to come along each and every week. Progress is happening. There's crews in here every single day getting work done and so thank you for your patience oasis church thank you for your continued giving uh, to build god's house and get god's house ready Uh, we do have a better grasp a better idea of the timeline and the projects as they're beginning to happen and as the jobs are getting done and so we do know for sure and i want to let our church know today that we're going to be continuing online church for at least the next six weeks through thanksgiving We do know that we're not going to be able to get in here in that time period. And so we wanted to come out and say the next six weeks uh, through Thanksgiving into the beginning of December, we're going to be continuing church online. And we think at that time we'll have a really good idea. We'll be getting close to the building, getting ready to it being in excellent condition for our church and for our city uh, being excellent, being world class, being top notch and being safe for everybody that comes in. And so we're looking forward to getting into the holiday season where hopefully we can get in here and gather as a church family. And so uh, hang on with us through this online season. Thank you for engaging online. Thank you for those of you that are in groups and are still engaged in community during this time. I'm excited to gather very soon uh, here in this building together. It's been great even during these recordings to be able to worship and gather in this place. And so I can't wait in just uh, a few short weeks, a few short months to be able to gather here together. Together as a church family. The next few weeks of Church Online, I'm really excited about as well. Next week, uh, we'll be talking about politics and faith. As the election is upcoming, we're going to be talking about how we ought to compose ourselves and carry ourselves as followers of Jesus in this political season. And so that'll be really fun next week for Church Online. And then two weeks from now, we're going to be starting a brand new collection of talks called It's Better to Give. It's better to give through the month of November, and so I'm excited about this upcoming season. Again, make sure you're tuning in and pressing in um, as we journey on through church online. So, Third John, Third John, our reading is going to be the last few verses of the book of Third John. Has this been? An encouraging collection for anybody over this past month. Has it been good? Have you been doing your homework to read Third John every day uh, of this month? Hopefully, you've learned a little bit. Hopefully, you've um, been able to practice studying one particular book of God's Word. And so, today's reading, as we finish up the book of Third John, is going to be starting in verse number eleven. We actually looked at this verse last week, and we're going to read the whole rest of the book together this morning. Are you ready? If you're ready, type below. I'm ready. I'm ready. Verse number 11. Dear friend, do not imitate what is evil, but what's good. Anyone who does what is good is from God. Anyone who does what is evil has not seen God. Demetrius is well spoken of by everyone, and even by the truth itself. We also speak well of him, and you know that our testimony is true. I have much to write you, but I do not want to do so with pen and ink. I hope to see you soon and we'll talk face to face. Peace to you. The friends here send their greetings. Greet the friends there by name. As we finish up this collection on 3rd John today, I want to talk around the idea of an example to follow. An example to follow. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for the moments we share around it. I pray that we would not just hear a talk and watch a video today, listen to a podcast or Catch something on our feed, but Lord, I, I I pray today over these next few moments that we would hear from you. We'd hear from heaven. So Lord, our ears are open, our hearts are open to receive your word today. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 An example to follow. An example to follow. I'm I'm convinced that no matter how much of a leader someone is, no matter how driven someone is, no matter how entrepreneurial someone is, that all of us want to imitate or follow someone. Just convince this is true of all of us. I remember uh, four or five years ago, me and Anna, we were babysitting this, this kid. He was a four year old kid. We were babysitting this kid, and we took him out to eat, you know, before bedtime or whatever, and he wanted to go to Burger King, so we go to Burger King, puts on the little Burger King hat, you guys know what I'm talking about, if you've ever worn the Burger King hat, just give me a shout out in the comments below, the little crown, crown me king at Burger King, give me some chicken fries, come on, chicken fries, so so we go to Burger King, we're sitting at Burger King, where, we're hanging out with this kid, and so here's a little something about me, I'm a little weird when I eat, so I had my like food and my fries there, and I like to put salt on my fries, it's just is from Jesus, right? So I have salt on my fries and I'll take my fries and I'll like dip them in the extra salt that's like spilled on my food tray. So I'll just dab my fries to get more salt on my already salty fries. Come on, don't judge me. Y'all eat unhealthy sometimes too. Hashtag cheat day. Somebody say cheat day, cheat day. So I have my fries and I'm like dipping them in the extra salt to get them more salty. And so we're eating We're eating at Burger King. All of a sudden, I just look over and this four-year-old kid sitting at the booth with us, he, he gets his fries and he's just smashing his fries all over the table. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? And sure enough, what he had done, he he saw me dipping my fries, like touching, getting the salt on it. He didn't know I was getting the salt. He just saw me getting a fry and smashing it on the table. So this kid just starts getting fries and just hitting his fries all over the table, and it it just showed me, it was a picture of like, man, he just, just looking for an example to follow, you know, like, he 's just looking for somebody to imitate he 's looking for a leader to look to and act as they act and and even as a kid, I, I think it just shows it 's in us again i don 't care how entrepreneurial you are i don 't care how much of a frontline leader you are, how driven you are. I think all of us desire to to look at someone and to and to follow in their ways. We all desire to be led. We all desire to to look at someone and and follow. In their footsteps. And I think this idea is what John is getting at as he concludes his letter to his friend Gaius in third john so now, now let's let's back up a little bit and talk about uh what we've been learning so far in this letter it's written by the apostle john who spent time with jesus he knew jesus personally and now he's writing to his friend gaius and he's encouraging him in some things and then he's calling out and correcting some things right we talked about he was encouraging gaius saying hey you're doing a great job you're walking in the truth i'm getting a good report about you continue, continue, keep it up, you're doing great. And then he calls out Diotrethes. Diotrethes um, is doing things that we talked about last week that are toxic. John calls them evil. He's dividing the church. He's prideful. He's gossiping. He's stiff-arming authority. He's canceling people that don't agree with him. He's he's kicking people out that are associated with people he doesn't like. And so in verse 11 that we started with tonight, John is, he's saying, hey, he's Here's a bad example, Diotrethes. He's doing toxic things. He says, hey, don't imitate what's evil. Like, don't don't do what's evil. If you see evil, don't copy that. Don't follow that. Don't imitate that. And then he says, but do what is good. And, And so right on the back end of verse number Eleven of saying, "Hey, don't copy what's bad. Copy what's good. Don't imitate evil. Imitate good. What's good is from God. What's evil is from not." And he's giving us a bad example in Diotrethes, and now in this new guy that he introduces, he doesn't give us much detail on him, but his name is Demetrius, and he's saying, "Hey, Demetrius is he's a good example. He's well spoken of by the believers. He's got a good reputation, and, and he's walking in the truth." And so John is concluding his letter by saying, "Hey." Don't imitate the bad example. This is the one not to follow, but this is the guy to follow. This is the good example to walk in his ways. He's giving us good example and bad example and saying, hey, we're all looking to follow someone. We're all going to look to someone. Stay away from this and go towards this. Follow good, don't follow bad. And so I've got two questions that I want to pose to us this morning for Church Online, Oasis Church. Two questions from the text as John concludes his letter. The first question is this Who are you following? Who are you following? Now I know all the people that grew up in church and all my Sunday school people giving their Sunday school answer. Who are you following? Jesus? Jesus, that's the answer. Jesus, I'm following Jesus. I only follow Jesus. I don't follow anybody else. I follow Jesus. I only follow Jesus. Jesus is my Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm blessed and highly favored of the Lord. I am redeemed. I am Jesus. I only follow Jesus. I only follow Jesus. And while that's true, we do follow Jesus above everyone else. We do follow Jesus. He's our only Lord. He is our only Savior. Who are you following? But I'm I'm convinced from John's letter that he's not just Encouraging them to follow Jesus, but he's encouraging them to follow someone else too. He's looking at Gaius, a good example. He's looking at Demetrius, a good example, and he's saying, hey, imitate these guys. Now, I'm not saying that people are perfect. Or there's perfect examples in people or that people are totally blameless and totally holy and totally sinless or that any person is above Jesus. All right. So let me just be really clear up front. I'm not saying we follow people above Jesus. Jesus is supreme. Jesus is above all. But there is a pattern throughout scripture where we don't just see follow Jesus. We see, hey, follow a good example of a person. Alright, if you're not convinced, let's look at Philippians. Philippians chapter three. Here's what Paul says in Philippians three verse seventeen. He's writing back to a church plant that he started in the town of Philippi. Here's what he says in Philippians three seventeen. Ready? Join together in following my example. Brothers and sisters, just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we live. All right, so he's writing to the church, and he's not saying, hey, follow the example of Jesus, although he's ultimately saying that. He's telling the church, hey, follow my example. Follow those who live as I live. He's saying, hey, look, look to believers that are walking in the truth. Look to believers that are chasing after Jesus. Follow them. He says this also in 1 Corinthians chapter number 11. The apostle Paul writes it like this. Follow my example as I follow Christ. Follow me as I follow Jesus. He's telling the church, look at me. Look at my life. Look at my witness. Look at my testimony. Look at my walk. Follow me. Imitate me. Come with me because I'm going after Christ. Follow me. In the book of Hebrews, we see this in Hebrews chapter number 10, verse 24. Let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. How we may spur on each other, one another. If you go to the next chapter, Hebrews chapter 11, it's the hall of faith where the writer of Hebrews talks about people like Abel and Enoch and Noah and Abraham and Joseph and Moses. And he commends all of their faith, the faith of these people of God, these these heroes in the faith. And he's encouraging, hey, just like they walked, imitate them, walk like them, follow them, use their life as an example. Imitate them. And you might still be pushing back like, Pastor Nate, we don't follow people. We follow Jesus. I only follow Jesus. I only follow Jesus. I don't follow people. But that's on the assumption that your faith is in a bubble. But your faith is never in a bubble. Your, your faith is lived out amongst other people. You, you didn't have... The privilege that John had to walk with the person of Jesus. No, Jesus is ascending. He has ascended and is sitting at the right hand. And now your faith is not walked out in a bubble. Your faith should not be walked out in isolation. Your faith is walked out alongside other people. And so the words of Paul and the words of John, hey, look to examples. Follow these people as they follow Christ. So my question to you is, who are you following? Yeah. I know Jesus, but what person are you following? What person in your life are you looking to? What person are you following? Who is a good, Christ-like, Jesus-following, God-honoring person that you need to imitate? Who is where you want to be that you need to follow? So in my own life, I was reflecting as I was reading this this week, I was reflecting in my own life, who were people that I was looking to, that I was following? I remember in high school, what, what did it look like for high school Nate to develop a prayer life and, and, and a heart to study God's word? Nate didn't know how to do that. Nate didn't have a great prayer life. What do, what, who do I need to look to? There was a guy named Eric. He was my youth pastor who I looked to and he helped me develop a prayer life. In high school, we would go on Wednesday mornings to our church building from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. to get to first period by 7.15 and pray and seek God in prayer, developing a prayer life. We would show up to church uh, two hours before the first service started from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. every Sunday to pray, to get in God's word, to spend time in God's presence. What were we doing? I was developing a prayer life that I didn't know how to do, and I looked to Eric, who was an example. He was leading me in my spiritual growth. I was imitating him. I needed a prayer life and I didn't know how to have a prayer life. So I looked to Eric. I followed Eric. Me and Anna, we started dating really young. We got married really young. We were doing ministry the entire time that we were dating and married and doing ministry young. I didn't know how to, how to be a good husband at that age, and how to do ministry at that age, as a new young couple, so there was a guy named Trevor. Trevor got married really young. Trevor was in ministry really young. Trevor years later now has a great marriage and, and is, has had a great faithful ministry. so I looked to Trevor, How do I do this thing as a young married couple? How do we do ministry in a way that honors God? How do I love my spouse and do ministry when i 'm brand new to this thing and just starting? He was someone that I looked to to follow because I needed to know how to do it. Man, I needed bigger faith in my life. I'm a realist. I look at things, and I don't always look through the lens of faith. I look through the things of what I feel like is realistic in my life. And so I needed somebody to teach me. I needed somebody to show me what it looked like to just have radical, bold faith. Like mountain-moving faith. People look at you like you're crazy faith. Like miracle, miracle-working miracle faith. And there was a guy named Brian who who is he's the faith guy in my life. Pastor Brian Briggs. He's one of the board members of our church today he is a faith guy every time I get around him he's believing God for big things every time I get around him my faith goes from here to here I needed to learn how to operate in big faith and live in big faith and I needed to look to Brian I needed to follow Brian so that I could learn what it means to live out big faith needed to imitate him. He was a good example of what it looked like for me. I, I, I need to learn in this season, how does Pastor Nate lead God's church with boldness through a pandemic? How does Pastor Nate lead God's church with integrity and lead my family well amongst everything that's going on? There's a guy in my life. His name is Aaron. Aaron pastors a great church and and leads his family and his wife so well. And Aaron is a good example in my life for where I want to go and what I want to do. Two weeks from now, I'm leaving my home and I'm going to sit down and spend two days with Aaron. Why? Because I need a good example in my life. I need someone to look to, to imitate, to say, what is it that you're doing in this season to honor God as you lead your church and as you lead your family? Yeah. I, I, I know God's word and I know Jesus is my Lord, but I need someone to imitate and to follow. So I'm just going to go sit down with Aaron and say, Aaron, help me. Help me follow you as you follow Christ. Yeah, that's good. I could go on all day talking about the different people in my life that over the years I've imitated. I've, I've looked to as examples to say, hey, as you follow Christ, I'm going to follow you and you're going to help me in my walk. A lot of these things in our faith, they're more caught than taught. Did you know this? A lot of, th- a lot of the spiritual growth, a lot of the change in your heart... It's more caught than taught. It's not something I can lecture you and all of a sudden you have heart transformation. It's stuff that you get by getting around and following people's example. Find a man of God. Find a woman of God that's where you want to be. Get around them. Catch their heart. Catch their spirit. Follow them as they follow Jesus. This is what John is saying. He's saying, hey, Gaius, Demetrius, they're good examples. They're well spoken of. Imitate them as they go after Jesus. Who are you following? What's their name? Who are you following? And if you don't have a quick answer to that question right now, as your pastor, I'd be concerned about you. As as your pastor, if you don't have a quick answer, who are you following in the ways of God? If you don't have a quick answer to that, I would be concerned about you because where you're going is going to be determined by who you're following. It's a very logical sequence. Where you're going is going to be determined by who you're following. Who are you following? And I think this is more important and more vital in somebody's life today that's watching this than you think it is. Because the plans God has for you in your life, you've never seen. All right, I want to give you an example. For some of you, you've come from a broken home and so you don't know what it looks like to be a husband or to be a wife. For some of you... You came from a home where the father didn't set the spiritual temperature and lead the home spiritually, and so now God's calling your life to be the spiritual leader of your home. You don't know what that looks like. You've never seen it done. You've never watched it, and so you need an example to follow. You need someone to look to to imitate as you walk out this call of God on your life to be the spiritual leader in your home, young man, as you're in a new marriage with your new wife that God is calling you to lead. You need an example to follow. Maybe church in your life was never part of your upbringing. Maybe church was not a priority. Church was down the list of things. It was the holiday place to go. And if nothing else was going on and nothing else was happening that weekend, you might stroll in once a quarter, once every few months, occasionally into the house of God. If if that was the way you've grown up, you, you may have never seen what it's like to prioritize in your life and in your schedule the gathering of God's. People, you may have never seen what it looks like to prioritize God's house, and you need to get around somebody that that has had a pattern of living that's prioritized God's house, so you have an example to follow as you walk in God's call for your life. Maybe everybody that you've ever been around has stewarded their finances terribly. You've never seen them honor God first with their finances. You've never seen them live out generosity. You've only seen them look inward with their finances. And you, you've you never known anything else but credit card debt and car payments for your entire life. You've never seen anyone that's gotten out of debt and honored God with their tithe and lived generously. You need to get around somebody with an example to follow. Am I speaking to somebody this morning? Am I helping you out? You need an example to follow. Maybe you've never been around anybody that's served anyone but themselves. Their only agenda, their only mindset is inward, themselves. You've never been around somebody that's looked at their schedule and looked at their gifts and talents and asked, how can I use what God has given me to serve the local church, to serve my city, to serve those less fortunate than me, to serve those that don't sit where I sit? How, how can I serve others? Maybe you've never seen anyone think like that. What, what we need is an example to follow, an example to follow. Who are you following today? Who are you looking to? Who are you leading? Because whoever, or who who is leading you, whoever's leading you is going to determine where you're going. And if you don't have an answer for that, here's my challenge to you today. Get an answer to that question. Who are you following? Who are you following? And the second question that I want to ask you today is on the opposite side of that. Are you living a life worthy to be followed? Are you living a life worthy to be followed? So, okay, ready? If people follow you, where do they end up? If everyone followed you, where would they end up? If everyone cared about the poor and the oppressed as much as you did, how much would people care? If everyone's prayer life was as strong and as powerful as yours was, how strong would their prayer life be? If everyone served the church with as much passion and as much commitment as you did, what would our church look like? If everyone gave as sacrificially as you did, how generous would our city and our church be? The discipleship model of Jesus is that everyone is following someone and everyone's being followed by someone. I don't want to say that again. The discipleship model of Jesus is that everybody is following someone and being followed by someone you are receiving from somebody, growing from someone, learning from someone, and someone else is learning and growing from you. You are being discipled and you are discipling. You are following someone. Someone is following you. This was the discipleship model of Jesus. Jesus invested into his disciples who then would go and make disciples, who then would go and make disciples. And the multiplication effect of the kingdom of God happens through discipleship. How does discipleship happen? I follow them as they follow me. Yeah. So who are you following? And are you living a life worthy to be followed? Can you boldly say, like the Apostle Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ? Mm. Can, can you say that about your life? Can you boldly say that without blowing smoke? Hey, follow me because I'm following Christ. Or is it follow me as I Casually walk towards the things of God? As I detour towards God's kingdom purpose for my life? Or is it follow me as I follow Christ? Yeah. Is it looking like John was saying, hey, Demetrius, imitate him. Oh yeah. jump! If you follow Demetrius, you'll be walking in the truth. If you follow Demetrius, you'll be walking in God's ways. If people follow you, will they be walking in the truth? Will they be walking in God's ways? Will they be closer to God because they are following You would what all the believers said about Demetrius? Would they say that about me and you? And look, this is what I want for our church. I want us to be filled with good examples. I love that we're a church that crosses generations. I want other generations to look at the generation. Ahead of them to say, Hey, I'm gonna follow them. That's an example. I, I I want our oasis kids to look at our, our teenagers to say, Hey, that's what it looks like for a teen to, to be on fire for Jesus in their teenage years when it's not popular and no one else is doing it, but they're doing it, and I'm gonna go after God just like that teenager is in our church. And I want the teenagers in our church to look at the at the at the newly married 20-somethings in our church or or the 20-somethings that are just starting in their career and just getting established into their adult life. I want the teenagers to look and say, when I get out of school, when I get out on my own, that's the life I want to live. I want to honor God with my life. I want to honor God with my talents. I want to honor God with my time. I want to look to them and follow that example. For those of us in our 20s and 30s, I want us to look at those in our church in their 40s and 50s that have loved God faithfully for decades and say, that's what I want to be 20 years from now. I want to be serving God's church and loving our city and making a difference for the kingdom of God I want examples to follow and for those of us that are on the front end of that I, I want us to not only be looking ahead for examples to follow but be turning around and saying who can we pull up who can we pull behind us and say follow me as I follow Christ follow me as I follow them as they follow Christ come on it's a chain reaction it's it's dominoes here we we need examples to follow so who are you following what's their name if you don't have an answer, let's get an answer soon. Let's pray and ask God, God, put people in my life for me to follow. Mm-hmm. I can tell you what, this is the value of the local church. If, if you don't have an answer to that, it could be because you're not that connected to the local church. Yeah. The local church is full of people to follow. Yeah. It's the power of the local church, getting around other believers. I need examples to look at. I need people to follow. If you don't have an answer to that, I'm encouraging you to jump into the life of the local church. That's where the examples are. And secondly, is your life worthy to be followed? Chris, come help me finish. I want to pray for you. These last two verses, I love these verses so much as he's concluding. He's talking about walking in the truth. He's talking about following good examples. And then I love John in verse number 13. This cracked me up. I was, I've been dying as I've been reading this this week. This is like... This is like 2020 language. This is like quarantine language. This is like digital information overload language. Here's what John says. Are you ready? He says, I have much to write you, but I do not want to do so with pen and ink. I hope to see you soon and we'll talk face to face. John is like, guys, you know, we're sending letters and stuff and we've just been DMing and we've just been watching stuff online, just seeing stuff online. Honestly, I want to keep our relationship going, but I'm kind of sick of this. I just want to see you don't you love that he's like i just want to see you face to face i hope to see you face to face soon and you might be feeling that and here's here's what i believe oasis church there's some things you get face to face that you can't get online and i love that we can gather online and i love our online family but in just a few short months when our church gathers and we come together physically in a building there's something you can get together you can't get on the internet I believe in digital ministry. We're going to have an online presence. We're going to get God's word out any way we can. But there's something you can get face to face that you can't get through a screen. I'm just picturing John walking in surrender to the Holy Spirit. I just think John can operate in discernment. You know, John's writing a letter, but I just have to think when John sees someone face to face, he can minister to them on a whole nother level. You know, when you walk into this church lobby in two months... You might walk in and you might have something going on in your life and you might be hurting and broken on the inside, smile on the outside, but there might be someone in our church that operates in the gift of discernment and they just look across the lobby and they see you and feel like the Holy Spirit is nudging them to go say something to you and they might go walk over to you and say a prayer over you and bless you and minister to you in such a way you can't get through a screen. I'm just excited for that when we gather in just a few months. I'm excited for physical ministry to take place, for, for, for face-to-face interaction to happen. And then John is saying, guys, I can't wait to see you face-to-face. I love that I can send you a letter. I love that I can do this long distance. But it's not the same. I can't wait to see you face-to-face. And then he closes by just simply saying this, peace to you. Like, hey, guys, I know there's some tension going on right now in the church. I know there's some division in the church. I know there's some gossip going on. I know there's some rejection and people are canceling people and there's a lot of tension. But even in the midst of tension, even in the midst of division, even in the midst of confusion, he says peace. Peace can be yours. Peace is not dependent on circumstance. Peace is dependent upon Jesus. I love in this crazy time, we can have the peace. You can have the peace that surpasses all understanding. You can have the peace of God because it's not dependent on your circumstances, it's depending on Jesus. And then he closes by saying the friends here send their greetings, greet the friends there by name. I just think it's the relational tone of John. He's like, hey, I'm not going to give a general greeting. I want you to greet them with the peace of God. Greet them by name. I just don't want you to cast out a general greeting. I want you to say, Katie, we greet you in the name of the Lord. Ryan, in the name of the Lord. Steve, in the name of the Lord. It's the personal touch. It's the relational side of the family of God. It's the relational side of the local church. And I can't wait as we enter into this next season of regathering in just a few short months to to come back to together in relationship the relational side of the local church the intimate side of the local church where we can be in God's peace together we can know each other's name and we can be able to bless and serve each other face to face like we can't do through a screen i can't wait for it i'm excited for what god's doing in this online season but my heart is full of anticipation after reading third john 13 i can't wait to see you face to face and when we do i believe god's going to meet us in an incredible incredible way amen church who are you following and is your life worthy to be followed as John said do not imitate what's evil but what is good church may we walk towards Jesus in what is good and we, may we follow those that are good examples and may those that follow us be walking in a good example father thank you for your word today thank you for the incredible instruction of John in the example of Gaius and Demetrius, that he says, man, they're walking in the truth. They're good examples. They're, they're spoken of well. And Father, I thank you for how that speaks to us today and how that challenges us today to not just aimlessly wander through this life, but to intentionally ask ourselves, who are we following? And Father, I pray for the person today that has no answer to that question. Lord, that doesn't know who they're following, that doesn't have that good example of that woman of God to follow, of that man of God to follow, of that business person that honors God in their business to follow. Lord, I pray for the people that don't have an answer to that question today. Lord, I just pray, Lord, in your power and in your might, Lord, that you would put people in their path to follow. Lord, that you would cross their paths with people that are walking in the truth. Lord, that you would fill their lives with good examples. Lord, I pray for those that are not connected to the local church. Lord, I pray that you Lord, would give them the faith and the boldness to jump in and to connect. Lord, whether it's with groups in this season or our gatherings, as we get ready to gather heading into this holiday season, Lord, I pray that you would give them the faith to jump into this church community, God, to to have examples to follow. And Lord, I pray for those of us that have the people following us, Lord, I pray we would lead them towards the things of God. Lord, we lead them in things that are good, things that are holy, things that are righteous. Lord, may we say, like Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. And Lord, thank you that you're the ultimate example of the one to follow. Lord. We realize every single one of us is broken and flawed and sinful, God, but you came and you lived perfectly, Lord. You came and, and you succeeded where we failed. Lord, you were holy where we were sinful, yet you died for us and you rose again. And Lord, we thank you for that good news today. We thank you for the perfect example of Jesus to follow. Lord, help us, as John did, to walk in the truth to walk in the truth. Lord, we pray this today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's podcast. Hey, if this content was helpful and encouraging to you, you could help us out by leaving a review or sharing it with the people in your life. I know it would bless them. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you next week.